morning to you. I hope you have rested well after last night's tomfoolery. My cousins have assured me that the doctor still knows nothing of the plot and was convinced even further by their false dreams. I'm sure he has barely slept a wink, but I was so sleepy last night I only rose but an hour or so ago. Come with me now, if you feel well, to the garden to take in the beautiful day. Oh, isn't it just splendid? Let's sit here a while. Here, Scaramouche approaching at this early hour? Though I am come up and cavalier with my master, I am not with my mistress, whom I promised to console this night, and is but just I should make good this morning. T'will be rude to surprise her sleeping, and more gallant to wake her with a serenade at her window. <clears throat> when maidens are young and in their spring of pleasure, of pleasure, let them take their full swing, full swing, full swing, and love and dance and play, play and sing. For Sylvia, believe it when youth is done, there's naught but hum drum, hum drum, hum drum, hum drum. There's not but hum drum, hum drum, hum drum, hum drum. Then Sylvia, be wise, be wise, be wise. Though painting and dressing for a while are supplies and may surprise. But when the fire's going out in your eyes, it twinkles, it twinkles, it twinkles and dies. <clears throat> but then to hear love, to hear love from you, I'd as leaf here and I will cry. Making mortals this! <gasps> Senor Scaramouche, is that you? Who should it be that takes such pains to sue? A lover most true blue. Well, his serenade seems to have worked wonders on Mopsophil this morning. Look at them ogling each other, completely lovesick. But oh, Harlequin approaches the gate now. I'm sure Scaramouche and Mopsophil are far too distracted to notice him lurking. If I can now but get admittance, I shall not only deliver the young ladies their letters from their lovers, but get some opportunity in this disguise to slip this billadeur into Mopsophil's hand and bob my comrade Scaramouche. Huh! What do I see? My mistress at the window courting my rival! Ah! Serpent! But we lose precious time since you designed me a kind hour in your chamber. A traitor! You'll be sure to keep it from Harlequin? Ah, yes, he! Hang him, fool! He takes you for a saint! Harlequin, hang him, shot and herring! Ah, a cully, a naughty, a mere zany! Ah, hard-hearted bull! 
cuckold. Fit for nothing but a cuckold. Best of ingratitude. How shall I be revenged? Oh, just as Scaramouche is heading into Moxophil's chamber, see a woman rush through the garden. Ah, but what's here? Do my eyes deceive me, or is the woman Harlequin now in disguise? Whatever could he be plotting? <clears throat> hold! Hold, thou perjured traitor! <gasps> Discovered! A woman in the garden! Come down, come down, thou false perfidious wretch! Who in the devil's name art thou, and to whom dost thou speak? To thee, thou false deceiver, that hast broke thy vows, thy lawful vows of wedlock! Oh, oh, that I should live to see the day! Who mean you, woman? Whom should I mean but thou, my lawful spouse? Oh, villain! Lawful spouse! Let me come to her. Mm, it seems Harlequin is fooling Scaramouche and Mopsophil. Poor Scaramouche. Oh, his plans are surely foiled. See Mopsophil emerge to the garden now to tend to the woman as Scaramouche starts his shameful descent from his lover's window. Oh, he does look furious. The woman's mad. Hark ye, Jade, how long have you been thus distracted? Fair since I loved and trusted thee, false varlet. See here, the witness of my love and shame. Oh. <laughs> what has he stuffed around his belly? Why, it does look like he is with child. <gasps> how? With child? Out, villain, was I made a property? Hear me. Oh, thou heathen, was not one woman enough? I, Sirrah, answer to that. Oh, I shall be sacrificed. Ugh. I am resolved to marry tomorrow, either to the apothecary or to the farmer. Men I never saw to be revenged on thee, thou termagant infidel. Oh, they are so loud this morning. Surely they've woken the whole house. Oh, look, the doctor is emerging now. Oh, Harlequin must think fast or surely he'll be discovered. Oh, what noise, what outcry, what tumult's this? Ah, the doctor, what shall I do? A woman, some bot, I'm sure. Woman, what's your business here? Ugh. I came, and like your signorship, to Madame the Governante here to serve her in the quality of a fille de chambre to the young ladies. A fille de chambre? Tis so, a sheep pimp. Ah, signor. Oh, how ridiculous he looks trying to curtsy now. How now? What do you mock me? Oh, senor! Oh, Harlequin looks desperate to escape. See him shuffle toward the garden gate. But Mopsophil won't let her leave in such a state, I'm sure. Uh, stay, stay, mistress. And what service are you able to do the senor's daughters? Is this senor Dr. Belliardo, madame? Yes. Oh, he's a very handsome gentleman indeed. Aye, aye, what service can you do, mistress? Uh, why, senor, I can tie a cravat the best of any person in Naples, and I can comb a periwig, and I, I can... A very proper service for young ladies. I, you, I believe, have been filled as charm to some young cavaliers. Uh, most true, senor. Why should not the cavaliers keep fille de chambre, as well as great ladies' valet de chambre? Indeed, tis equally reasonable, tis a bod. But have you never served ladies? Oh, yes, I served a parson's wife. Is that a great lady? I surely, sir, what is she else? But have you never served countesses and duchesses? Oh, yes, madame. The last I served was an alderman's wife in the city. 
Was that a countess or a duchess? I certainly, for they have all the money. And then for clothes, jewels, rich furniture, and eating, they outdo the very vice reign herself. This is a very ignorant running bod. Therefore, first search her for Veledu, and then have her pumped. Ah, oh, senor, senor! Oh, oh, oh my, Scaramouche is sure to discover the woman's true identity, patting her down now in search of weapons. What's here? He's found something. Oh, letters, it appears. <laughs> to who, I wonder? Ha! To Ilaria and Bellamonte. These are from their lovers. Ha! A note to Mopsifil, oh rogue, have I found you? If you have, tis but trick for your tricks and your scaramouche, and you may spare the pumping. For once, Sira, I'll bring you off and deliver your letters. Sir, do you not know who this is? Hmm? Why, tis a rival of mine who put on this disguise to cheat me of Mistress Mopsifil. See, here's a belay to her. What is he? A mongrel dancing master. Therefore, sir, since all the injury's mine, I'll pardon him for a dance and let the agility of his heels save his bones. Uh, with your permission, sir. With all my heart. And I'm glad it comes off so comically. Oh, that's Scaramouche. He seems he's got his way, prompting his master to command Harlequin to dance for him. <laughs> oh, I'll admit the sight is amusing. He looks absolutely foolish. Ah, another at the gate now? Scaramouche seems to be expecting the visitor. Who could it be at this early hour? Oh, sir, sir, here's the great philosopher was here yesterday. Oh, give him entrance and I'll depart. Ah, the same visitor from the laboratory. Charmante in his moonly disguise. He must have more news for the doctor before they play out the plot this evening. Ah! Oh, they are to the business as the doctor now escorts him into the estate. Let's peep through the window. No, oh, blessed be those stars that oh. first conducted me to so much worth and virtue. Mm. You are their darling, sir, for whom they wear their brightest luster. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your fortune is established. You are made, sir. Let me <laughs> contain my joy! <laughs> <laughs> well, may I be worthy, sir, to apprehend you? No, after long searching, watching, fasting, praying, and using all the virtuous means in nature, it was resolved by strong intelligence mm -hmm. you were the happy sire of that bright nymph that fascinated, <laughs> charmed, and conquered the mighty Emperor Iridanazar, the monarch of the moon. I am undone with joy. Can it, can it, sir, be possible? Oh, receive the blessing, sir, with moderation. I do, sir, I do. This very night, by their great art, they find he will descend and show himself in glory. An mm. honor, sir, no mortal has received this 60 hundred years. Oh, Charmante, mm. do be careful. He doesn't know of the dreams that Ilaria and Bellamante played out last night. Oh, oh the doctor looks suspicious mm. now. Say you so, sir? Yes, no sir. emperor ever descend the 1600 years. Mm -hmm. Was I deceived last night? Oh, <clears throat> yes, yes, sir. Often in disguise in several oh. shapes and forms, mm. but never in their proper glory, sir, as emperors. This is an honor only designed to you, oh. sir. And will his grace be here in person, sir? In 
person, and with him a man of mighty quality, sir. Tis thought the Prince of Thunderland. Oh. But, 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 that's but whispered, sir. In the cabal, and that he loves your niece. Miraculous! Oh, this agrees with all I've seen and heard! Tonight, say you, sir! So tis conjectured, sir. Some of the cabalists are of the opinion that last night there was some sally from the moon. About what hour, sir? Uh, the meridian of the night, sir. But who descended or in what shape is yet uncertain. This I believe, sir. Mm -hmm. May I communicate a secret of that nature? Hmm? Last night, my daughter and my niece were entertained by those illustrious heroes. Who, sir? The, the, the emperor and his prince, the cousin? Most certain, sir. But at my unlucky approach, they all transformed themselves into a piece of hangings. Oh, uh, tis frequent, sir. Their shapes are numerous, and tis also in their power to transform all they touch. No wonder, sir. Ha! I must haste. Uh, this night, prepare your daughter and your niece, and let your house be dressed, perfumed, and... Mm, Clean. It shall all be performed, sir! Be modest, sir, and humble in your elevation, for nothing shows the wit so poor as wonder, nor birth so mean a pride. Oh, I humbly thank your admonition, okay. sir. Oh, he's escorting him out now back to the gate. Shh, let's conceal ourselves. Oh, but look, another peeping from around the corner. Oh, who could it be? Mmm, Scaramouche, of course, always scheming. So-so, all things go gloriously forward but my own amour, and there was no convincing this obstinate woman that was that rogue Harlequin in disguise that claimed me, so that I cannot so much as come to deliver the young ladies their letters from their lovers. I must get in with this damned mistress of mine or all our plot will be spoiled for want of intelligence. Mm. The devil does not use to fail me at a deadlift. I must deliver these letters, and I must have this wench, though but to be revenged on her for abusing me. Let me see. She is resolved for the apothecary or the farmer. Oh. <laughs> well, say no more, honest Scarabooch. Thou shalt find a friend at need of me. And if I do not fit you with a spouse, say that a woman has outwitted me. Well, what a morning. I'm sure the charade is far from over. But let us sit down for a spell. Oh, you can see the whole town from atop this hill all the way out to the entrance gates. Ah, and look, more to see as someone comes to the town gates now in a callish, no less. A farmer, it seems. But oh, I'd swear I'd know that Harlequin's form anywhere. Could it be disguised again? Oh, the officer is stopping the farmer now. Hold... Sir, you, I suppose, know the customs that are due to this city of Naples from all persons that pass the gates in coach, chariot, clash, or siege volant. I am not ignorant of the custom, sir, but what's that to me? Not to you, sir. Why, what privilege have you above the rest? Privilege? For what, sir? Why, for passing, sir, with any of the before named carriages. Art mad? Dost not see I am a plain baker and this my cart that comes to carry bread for the viceroys and the city's use? Are you mad, sir, to think I cannot see a gentleman farmer and a callish from a baker and a cart? 
drunk by this day, and so early, too? Oh, you're a special officer. Unhand my horse, Sarah, or you shall pay for all the damage you do me. Heyday, here is a fine cheat upon the viceroy. Sir, pay me, or I will seize your horse. Huh? He strikes the officer. Nay, and you be so brisk, I'll call the clerk from his office. Mr. Clerk, Mr. Clerk. Ah, and now the clerk is emerging to see what the commotion is about. But wait, transformed. Oh, it must be Harlequin, for the Kalish is now a cart and the farmer now a baker. Oh, he is quick. How will the clerk react? What's the matter here? Here is a fellow, sir, will persuade me his Kalash is a cart and refuses to pay the customs of the gate. A Kalish? Where? I only see a carter and his cart. <laughs> What the devil? Was I blind? Uh, Mr. Clerk, I am a baker that come with bread to sell, and this fellow here has stopped me this hour and made me lose the sale of my ware. And being drunk will outface me I am a farmer, and this cart a callish. He's an error, friend. Pass on, pass on, friend. Ah, it seems the clerk has given Harlequin entrance and gone back inside. But wait! Harlequin scurries to transform his cart again back to a calish. Will the officer stop him? Where uh, is the calash? Mr. Clerk! Mr. Clerk! Come back! Come back! Oh, and now, quicker than before, he's transformed it again before the clerk can see. Come, sir, let your own eyes convince you, sir. Convince me of what, you salt? That this is a gentleman, and that's a... Uh, Ahaha. Stark drunk, sirrah. If you trouble me at every mistake of yours, thus you shall quit your office. I beg your pardon, sir. I am a little in the drink, I confess. A little blind and mad. Sir, this must be the devil. That I'm certain. Ooh, and now the clerk is off again, and Harlequin transforms once more. Ah, the trickster. But now he is entered, and it seems the officer is giving up, perplexed beyond reason, I'm sure. Well, now, to my thinking, tis plain callish again, as ever I saw one in my life. Ugh. Yet, you know, I'm satisfied. Tis nothing but a cart. Well, it will be some time before Harlequin makes his way up the hill to the estate. Now we may rest for a while. Hmm. Ah, it seems there is no time to rest. Another approaching the garden now. An apothecary, it seems, by the looks of the shop. See his painted shelves with rows of pots and bottles. Has he come to make a sale? Not me! Scaramouche gives himself away with that all-too-familiar scheming smirk. But disguised as an apothecary now? What is the plot? The devil in it, if either my master or Mopsabelle know me in this disguise. And thus he may not only gain my mistress and outward harlequin, but deliver the ladies those letters from their lovers, and who would suspect an apothecary for a pip? <laughs> Nor can the Jane Mopsabelle in honor refuse a person of my gravity and so well set up. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. The doctor here first. This is not so well, but I'm prepared with impudence for all encounters. Mm. Most Reverend Dr. Baliardo, I might, through great pusillanimity, blush, did I not opine you were as gracious, as commutative, and eminent, and though you have no cognizance of me, your humble servant, yet I have of you being so greatly famed for your admirable skill. Senor, your opinion honors me, a rare man this. And though I am at present buried in writing, those few observations I have accumulated in my peregrinations, sir, yet the ambition I aspire to of being an ocular and aureal witness of your singularity made me trespass on your sublimer affairs, sir. But 
besides a violent inclination, sir, being initiated into the denomination of your learned family by the conjugal circumference of a matrimonial tie with that singularly accomplished person, madam, the governante of your hostel. Hmm, a sweetheart for Mopsophil. And if I may obtain your condescension to my hymenial propositions, I doubt not my operation with the fair one. Senor, she is much honored in the overture, and my abilities shall not be wanting to fix a concord. But have you been a traveler, sir? scheming too. See her sneaking behind the apothecary shop while her uncle is distracted. What has she found? Letters from her lover, I'm sure. Ah, just as quickly as she came, she is in again, but signaling to Scaramouche to stall a while longer as she goes. It seems he knows his duty. Without circumlocution, sir, I have seen all the regions beneath the sun and the moon. Moon, sir? You never traveled thither, sir? Not impropriate persona, senor, but by speculation I have, and made most considerable remarks on that incomparable terra firma, of which I have the completest map in all the world. A map of the lunar moon, sir? Mm -hmm. May I crave the honor of seeing it? You shall, sir, together with a map of terra incognita, a great rarity indeed, sir. But this map, senor, has it signified all things so exactly, say you. Omitted nothing, senor, no city, town, village, or villa, no castle, river, bridge, lake, spring, or mineral. Calling from the window now. Sir, it's three o'clock and dinner will be called. I come, sweetheart, but this is wonderful. Are any, sir, of those admirable mineral waters there so frequent in our world? In abundance, sir. The famous, um, uh, Garamantian gives us an account of an excellent scaturgio that has lately made an ebullition there in great reputation with the lunary ladies. Why, sir, a water impregnated to his uh -huh. circulation with femma materia, upon my mm. honor, sir, the strongest I ever drank of. How, sir? Did you drink of it? Oh, but I, I only speak the words of Garbantian, sir. Oh, pox on him, I shall be trapped. But I detain you, sir, another time, sir. I will now only beg the honor of a word or two with the governante before I go. Sir, she shall wait on you, and I shall be proud of the honor of your conversation. The doctor is going back into the estate now, leaving the false apothecary to wait a while for Mopsophil. But someone enters through the gates now. Harlequin has made his way up the hill to the estate already, posing as a farmer. Does he have the same plan as his rival? Ooh, let's watch their confrontation. Will they know each other in these disguises? Hmm, what have we here? A tailor or a tumbler? Uh, who's this? What if it should be the farmer that the doctor has promised Mopsophil to? My heart misgives me. <clears throat> Who would you speak with, friend? <gasps> this is perhaps my rival, the apothecary. Speak with, sir? Why, what's that to you? Have you affairs with Signor Doctor, sir? It may be I have, it may be I have not. What then, sir? Ooh, look! Mopsophil approaching the garden. Signor Doctor tells me I have a lover awaits me. Sure, it must be the farmer or the apothecary. No matter which, so a lover, that welcomest man alive. I am resolved to take the first good offer, though but in revenge of Harlequin and Scarmouche for putting tricks upon me. <laughs> Two of them! My mistress here! Ooh, they do look foolish bowing before her. Look at those two trying to outdo each other. Surely they won't be willing to share her attention. Oh, gentlemen, do not worry me. Which of you would speak with me? I! 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 Both of you? No, you are both welcome, but let's have fair play and take your turns to speak. Aye, senor, tis most uncivil to interrupt me. And disingenuous, sir, to intrude on me. Let me then speak first. On you. I acquiesce. I was 
was informed there was a person here had propositions of marriage to make me. That's I, that's I. And I attend that consequential finny. I know not what you mean by your finny, senor, but I am come to offer myself this gentlewoman's servant, her <laughs> lover, her husband, her dog, and a halter or anything. Him, I pronounce a poltroon and an ignominious utensil that dares lay claim to the renowned lady of my prima mobile, that is, my best affections. I fear not your hard words, sir, but dare aloud pronounce, if Donna Moxa feel like me, the farmer, as well as I like her, tis a match, and my chariot is ready at the gate to bear her off, do you see? Mm, how that chariot please. And I pronounce that being intoxicated with the sweet eyes of this refulgent lady, I come to tender her my noblest particulars, being already most advantageously set up with the circumstantial implements of my occupation. A city apothecary, huh? A most gentle calling. Which shall I choose? Incomparable lady, the elegancy of your repartees most excellently denote the profundity of your capacity. What the devil's all this? Good Mr. Conjurer, stand by <gasps> and don't fright the gentlewoman with your elegant profundities. How? Oh, a conjurer? I will chastise thy vulgar ignorance that eclipse a philosopher, a conjurer. Philosophers? Prithee, if thou beest a man, speak like a man, then. <laughs> Why? What do I speak like? What do I speak like? What do you speak like? Why, you speak like a wheelbarrow. <laughs> and how? That's well, gentlemen. Let's have all peace while I survey you both and see which likes me best. Oh, my. Thank goodness Mopsophil was here to keep them civil. Ah, look. She surveyed them now. Will she know them? <laughs> now on my conscience, my two foolish lovers, Harlequin and Scarmouche, how are my hopes defeated? But faith, I'll fit you both. So she's considering still, I shall be the happy dog. She's taking aim. She cannot choose but like me best. Ooh, she steps away now. Has she made her choice? Well, madam, how does my person propagate? Faith, senor, now I look better on you. I do not like your physnomy so well as your intellects. Ah, you are pleased, madam. You are mistaken, senor. I am displeased huh? at your gray eyes and uh. black eyebrows. I never knew a man with those signs true to his mistress or his friends. And I would sooner wed that scoundrel Scaramouche, that very civil pimp, that deputy urinal shaker, than a fellow of your infallible signa malice. Ha ha ha! You have your axis and your friskin, and may shut up your shop and be gone. <laughs> and as for you, senor. Oh, madame. Those lanthorn jaws of yours with that most villainous sneering grin and a certain fierce air of your eyes looks altogether most fanatically, which are certain signs of knavery and cowardice. Therefore, I'd rather wed that spider harlequin, that skeleton buffoon, that ape of man, that jack of lent, that very top that's of no use. But when tis whipped and lashed that piteous property, I'd rather wed than thee. A very fair declaration. You understand me? And so, adieu, sweet glister pipe, and senor dirty boots. <laughs> ah, it seems Mopsifil has made a wise choice, taking her leave now back into the estate, leaving them both in the garden, heartbroken, I'm sure. Ah, they look suspicious of each other. Will they continue the act? That I should not know that rogue Harlequin. That I should take this fool for a physician. 
How long have you commenced apothecary, senor? Ever since you turned farmer. Are not you a damned rogue to put these tricks upon me and most dishonorably break all articles between us? Are not you a damned son of a something to break articles with me? <laughs> no more words, sir, no more words. I find it must come to action. Draw. Draw so I can draw, sir. Ah, of course! The moment Mahatsuki is gone, they turn to swords. No, they scuffle now, though foolishly they flounder. Oh, but the doctor is here again. Surely he won't stand for it. He's gone in between them, beating their swords down with his cane. Will they remember their act now in this rage? Hold, hold, what mean you gentlemen? Go, sir, look beyond measure, sir. You must excuse me, senor. I do not discover the fool for his master's sake, and it may spoil our intrigue anon. Besides, he'll then discover me, and I shall be discarded for bantering the doctor. Oh. A man of honor to be so basely affronted here. Hmm, Scaramouche has the doctor convinced still, and puts him against the supposed farmer now. Should I discover this rascal, he would tell the old gentleman I was the same that attempted his house today in women's clothes, and I should be kicked and beaten most unsatiably. What, senor, for a man of parts to be so imposed upon and whipped through the lungs here? Mr. Doctor, I must tell you, tis not civil. I am extremely sorry for it, sir, and you shall see how I will have this fellow handled for the affront mm. to the person of your gravity. Here, Peter, take this intruder, or bring some of your fellows hither and toss them in a blanket! <laughs> oh, my! The whole staff to take Harlequin in for a beating! Ah! They've tossed the blanket over him and are dragging him away already. Oh, you fool! Confess now for your own sake. Hold! Hold! I'll confess all rather than endure it. Hold! Well, you confess, sir. That he is the greatest imposter in nature. What do you think it, sir? He pretends to be no less than an ambassador, sir, from the Emperor of the Moon. Ah, ambassador to the Emperor of the Moon? I, sir. Thereupon I laughed, thereupon he grew angry. I laughed at his resentment, and thereupon we drew, and that was the high quarrel, sir. Ah, ambassador from the moon. I have brought you off. Manage him as well as you can. Brought me off, yes, out of the frying pan into the fire? Why, how the devil shall I act an ambassador? I'll leave the rogue to his own management. I presume by your whispering, sir, you will be private and humbly begging pardon take my leave. Ah, of course! One plot for another. Scaramouche looks content, leaving his rival now caught in a trap. But the doctor seems so convinced, bowing to Harlequin, believing him to be another moonly ambassador. How will Harlequin proceed? What the devil shall I say now? I confess I am, as you see by my garb, sir, a little incognito, because the public message I bring is very private, which is that the mighty Iridonosaur, Emperor of the Moon, with his most worthy brother, Prince of Thunderland, intend to sup with you tonight. Oh, I am overjoyed. I must say, not it, and test if it be true. Are you a native of the moon or this world? Ah, the devil's in him for hard questions. I am a Neapolitan, sir. Sir, I honor you. Good luck, my countryman. I've got you to the region of the moon, sir. Plaguey, inquisitive fool. Why, sir, pax on it, what shall I say? I, being one day in amusing melancholy, walking by the seaside, there arose, sir, a great mist by the sun's exhaling of the vapors of the earth, sir. In this fog or mist, sir, I was exhaled. The exhalations of the sun draw you to the moon, sir? I am condemned to the blanket again. I say, 
sir, I was exhaled up, but in my way, being too heavy, was dropped into the sea, where the emperor's fisherman casting his nets drew me up and took me for a strange and monstrous fish, sir, and as such presented me to his mightiness, who, going to have me spitchcocked for his own eating... How, sir, eating? What did me I, sir, but fall on my knees and besought his gloriousness not to eat me? For I was no fish but a man. He asked me of what country. I told him of Naples. Whereupon the emperor overjoyed asked me if I knew that most reverend and most learned Dr. Baliardo and his fair daughter. I told him I did. Whereupon he made me his bedfellow and the confidant to his amour to Signora Ilaria. Bless me, sir. How came the emperor to know my daughter? There he is again with his damn hard questions. Uh, knew her, sir? Why, uh, you were walking abroad one day. My daughter never goes abroad, sir, farther than our garden. Aye, there it was indeed, sir. And as his highness was taking a survey of this lower world, he saw you and your daughter and niece, and from that very moment fell most desperately in love. <gasps> but hark, the sound of timbrels, kettle drums, and uh -huh. trumpets. The emperor, sir, is on his way. Prepare for his reception. Oh, well, he looks to have completely convinced the doctor and is now preparing to take his leave. But look, Scaramouche running now? Is the spectacle set already? Oh, sir, we are astonished with the dreadful sound of the sweetest music that ever mortal heard, but no, not whence it comes. Have you not heard it, sir? Heard it, yes, fool. Tis the music of the spheres. The emperor of the moon world is descending. Oh, sir. No marvel then that looking towards the south, I saw such splendid glories in the air. Ah, sawst thou what descending in the air? Oh, yes, sir. Wonders. Haste to the old gallery where you may discover all. I would not lose a moment for the lower universe. Ah, Alaria, Belmonte, and Mopsophil, all oh, dressed so richly for their wedding day in gowns and jewels. Oh, they look absolutely beautiful and with smiles abound to greet us. Sir, we are dressed as you commanded us. What is your further pleasure? It well becomes the honor you're designed for this night to wed two princes. Come with me and know your happy fates. Come, let's after him to the gallery, for I long to see in what showing equipage our princely lovers will address to us. <laughs> ah, ravished with delight, let's follow them down to the gallery so that we may see the plot play out now. Oh my, doesn't it look splendid? Why, if I didn't know it to be an illusion, I'd surely be convinced we were in the upper world. I must slip away now to adorn myself for the celebration. But stay, enjoy. When I see you again, I will be descending from the moon. <laughs> Heavens, what's here? What palace is this? No part of our house, I'm sure. Oh, tis rather the apartment of some monarch. I'm all amazement, too, but must not show my ignorance. Yes, Ilaria, this is prepared to entertain two princes. Are, are you sure on it, sir? Are we not, think you, in that world above I often heard you speak of in the moon, sir? How shall I resolve her? For aught I know, we are. Sure, sir, tis some enchantment. Let not thy female ignorance profane the highest mysteries of natural philosophy. To fools, it seems enchantment, but I, a sense, can reach it. Sit and expect the event. Hark, I am amazed, but must conceal my wonder, that joy of fools, and appear wise in gravity. Whence comes that charming sound, sir? From the spheres. It is familiar to me. 
Methought I saw the figure of two moon descend from yonder cloud on yonder hill. Oh, see, sir, they approach. <gasps> Most oh. reverend sir, we from the upper world thus low salute you. Kepler and Galileus we are called, sent as interpreters to the great Iridanazar, the emperor of the moon, who is descending. <laughs> Most reverend bards, Profound philosophers, thus low I bow to pay my humble gratitude. The Emperor, sir, salutes you and your fair daughter. And sir, the Prince of Thunderland salutes you and your fair niece. Thus low I fall to thank their royal goodness. Came you, most reverend bards from the moon world? Most lovely maid, we did! <gasps> oh, may I presume oh. to ask the manner how? By cloud, sir, through the regions of the air, down to the famed Parnassus, thence by water along the river Helicon, the rest by post upon two winged eagles. <gasps> sir, are there store of our world inhabiting the moon? Oh, of all nations, sir, that lie beneath it in the emperor's train, sir, you will behold a Abundance. Look up and see the horrible world descending. Observe the zodiac, sir, with her twelve signs. <gasps> Let murmuring lovers no longer repine, but their hearts and their voices advance. Let the nymphs and the swains in the kind chorus join, and the satyrs and fawns in a dance. Let nature put on her beauty of May, and the fields and the meadows adorn. Let the woods and the mountains resound with the joy, and the echoes their triumphs Signs unhinging all obey, not one of which but represents the attributes of love, who governs all the elements in harmony above. Once love's courage and his slavery 
generous beast does to the yoke submit his noble breast. While gently smiling and twinning of arms shows love's soft endearments and charms. And cancer's slow motion the dog reads to express respectful love arrives to happiness. Leo, his strength and majesty. Virgo, his blushing modesty. Libra, all his equity. His subtlety does Scorpio show. Sagittarius, all his loose desire. By Capricorn, his forward humor know. And Aqua lovers, tears that raises fire. Pisces, which entwine do move. Show the soft play and wanton arts of since love wore his hearts and virgins through boy, since these wounded hearts and those could destroy, there never was more cause for your triumphs and how she turns and sends her signs to earth. This 8,000 years, no emperor has descended but incognito. But when he does, to make his journey more magnificent, the Zodiac, sir, attends him. Tis all amazing, sir. Now, sir, behold, the globic world descends to show obedience to its proper monarch. Joy to mortals, joy and mirth eternal, I O sing. The gods of love descended to earth, their darts have lost the sting, the youth shall now complain no more on Sylvia. of the world appears from all regions of the earth. And lastly, sir, behold the mighty emperor! <gasps> 
The emperor would have you rise, sir. He will expect no ceremony from the father of his mistress. Uh, I, I cannot, sir. Behold his mightiness. The splendor of his majesty confounds me. You must be moderate, sir. It is expected. Shall I not have the joy to hear their heavenly voices, sir? They never speak to any subject, sir, when they appear in royalty, but by interpreters, and that by way of stentrophon, in manner of the Delphic oracles. Anyway, so I may hear the sense of what they would say. No doubt you will, most learned sir. The emperor now is going to declare himself, according to his custom, to his subjects. Listen. Most reverend sir, whose virtue did incite us, whose daughter's charms did more invite us, we come to grace her with that honor that never mortal yet had done her. Once only Jove was known in story to visit Samel in glory, but fatal twas he so enjoyed her, his charms too fierce for flesh and blood. She died embracing of her god. We gentler marks of passion give. The maid we love shall love and live. Who visibly we thus will grace above the rest of the human race. Say is't your will that we should wed her and nightly in disguise bed her. The glory is too great for mortal wife. What then remains but that we consummate this happy marriage in our splendid state. Thus low I kneel in thanks for this great blessing. Ah, here, I'm so glad I found you. Have you been enjoying the show? Oh, look, Cynthia was taking Ilaria by the hand, Charmante taking a Felamante. Oh, and the moonly priest now. I am all delighted. Look how they beam about to be married to their chosen loves. Let me hush now to take in the ceremony. Rejoice! My cousins are one now to the Viceroy's both! And look how enchanted my uncle looks! Oh, I do hope this ends well, for here come two chariots descending, holding those disguised mighty moon heroes, Scaramouche and Harlequin. Oh, I wonder what Mopsophil will say to this! Stay, mighty Emperor, and vouchsafe to be the umpire of our difference! What are you? Two neighboring princes to your vast dominion! Knights of the Sun are fair, honorable titles, and fight for that fair mortal Mopsophil. <gasps> Bless us! My two precious lovers are warned. Well, I had better take up with one of them than lie alone tonight. Long as two rivals we have loved and hoped, both equally endeavored and both failed, at last by joint consent we both agreed to try our titles by dint of lance and chose your mightiness for arbitrator. The Emperor gives consent! Ah, watch now! The heroes armed with gilded lances and adorned shields square off. Who will be victorious here? Oh, me, the mighty Scarabouche oh. is determined, foiling Harlequin at each side. But still, the rival of Sean, though it looks like Harlequin is fading fast. And oh, finally, Scarabouche throws Harlequin to the ground and... The Emperor pronounces you are victor! Mm, receive your mistress, sir, as the reward of your undoubted valor. Ah, see the doctor give a consenting nod and Mopsophil run to her disguised lover. After his efforts, I cannot help but be happy for them. But will he keep up his hero charade? Your humble servant, sir, and Scaramouche returns your humble thanks! Ah, uh, Scaramouche! Oh, 
heart misgives me. Oh, I am undone and cheated every way. Oh, no. My, oh. my uncle is overwhelmed. He has fallen. Oh. Come on, let us oh. revive him now. Ferdinand, give him comfort. Be patient, sir, and call up all your virtue. You are only cured, sir, of a disease that long has reigned over your nobler faculties. Sir, I am your physician, friend, and counselor. It was not in the power of herbs or minerals, of reason, common sense, and right religion to draw you from an error that unmanned you. I will be patient, gentlemen, and hear you. Are not you, Ferdinand? I am. And these are gentlemen of quality that long have loved your daughter and your niece. Don Cynthio this, and this, Don Charmante, the viceroy's nephews both, who found as men twas impossible to enjoy him, and therefore tried this stratagem. <laughs> Sir, I beseech you, mitigate your grief. Although indeed we are but mortal men, yet we shall love you and serve you and obey you. Are not you then the Emperor of the Moon? And you, the Prince of Thunderland? There's no such person, sir. These stories are phantoms of mad brains. Two puzzled fools withal. The wise laugh at him. Come, sir, you shall no longer be imposed upon. Oh, no emperor of the moon and no moon world. <laughs> Ridiculous inventions. If we'd not loved you, you'd still be imposed on. We'd have bought a scandal on your learned name and all succeeding ages had despised it. Ah, me. Have we gone too far with this plot? Will he forgive us? Hmm. Burn all my books and let my study blaze. Burn all to ashes and be sure the winds scatter the vile, contagious, monstrous lies. Most noble use, you've honored me with your alliance and you and all your friends. I invite tonight to revel with me. Come on and see my happy recantation of all the follies baubles have inspired till now. Be pleasant to repeat your story, to tell me by what kind degrees you cozened me. I see there's nothing in philosophy. Of all that writ, he was the wisest bard who spoke this mighty truth. He that knew all that ever learning writ knew only this, that he knew nothing yet. Ah, he is cured. Let us all rejoice now and please join us. Oh, I'm so glad you were able to join me on my journey and bear witness to all this plot. Look at my happy cousins dance, now betrothed to their loves, and Scaramouche with Mopsaville, all delighted. Even Harlequin seems to have recovered from his loss, dancing gaily about with his comrades now. And oh, how relieved I am for my uncle. His face seems lighter already, no longer consumed by the obsessions with moral and virtue, but with a clearer head able now to live fully with us and all his friends, and delight in the many wonders here in the lower orb. <laughs>